I'm always like history or like uh, history project. Yeah, history project. Yeah, yeah. 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 Y
Three groups of four. Three groups of four. Three yeah. Of three and one. Firstly, y'all should really split up into groups. Make a team. Give me a team assignment. Something to write with. Or should we, should we split up more evenly by year? I don't care. Well, probably. First years have had like one sort of ultrasound lecture. Yeah. Third years, you should, you should split up. And Jordan, too. Um, Jordan's had more ultrasound than. We've got, oh, we only have, okay, we have three first years and we have two medical students. We got a solid team right there. He's <laughs> got it. What's your name? Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Okay. Hi, right. I'm Dr. Ledbetter. Okay. It's a name on all your other names. You haven't noticed. One of us has to join the middle table. So they can split up too and go somewhere, right? There should be a guy in every group. Right. We'll take two. We'll take two. We'll take, we'll take you three. Okay. We have a group of five. You can group. join us, and then these four can be a team. Okay. We're going to be a patient. <laughs> <laughs> it's pointless, but we're happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna want a computer too. Is it battery uh, If you have one, or an iPad will work fine too. Go to coreultrasound.com. Doctor Lebetter, how many computers? Just one. Yeah, that, so everybody can look at it. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. We'll go to coreultrasound.com. You're going to go to ultrasound of the week. And scroll down to 100 episode. See, they don't do one every week. Okay. And there's a list of links here. We're going to go to the first one. See the first case. So what I want you to do in your groups is read the stem, right? And look at the ultrasounds. But with each ultrasound, I want you to tell me what view it is. Um, I want you to tell me three pieces of anatomy in that view. And I want you to tell me what, what you see. Like, is it normal or is it abnormal? And if it's abnormal, what is the abnormality you're seeing? Okay, and then the last thing, which will probably be the most challenging part, 
Because I want you to tell, I want you to answer the question. So like in this one, for instance, it's what is the diagnosis? And so. Um, Sitting paper, probably. Perfect. It's abnormal, you gotta say what's abnormal. And then answer the question. We didn't the lights talk a little better? Yeah. For speedy finishes. We're going to do through all of them. Oh, the dude, we're not even done. Never mind. Oh, yeah, he feels, he feels like he needs another That that like 
air inside of the wall on that left side of our screen. Supposed to, the answer. Are you supposed to read the answer? No. Uh, I, I scrolled down so you didn't see it. We're not cheating. We're not cheating. <laughs> we're not cheating. <laughs> we're not cheating. <laughs> we didn't what my five year old says. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody read the stem real quick. One-year-old male presents after a major motor vehicle collision. Complains of abdominal pain and feels like he needs to urinate, but is unable to do so. What's the diagnosis? Right. Medical students, what are you thinking? I, I first saw like urethral injury or like bladder um, rupture. Okay. What what else might be in your differential? 
Perfect. Okay. <laughs> what, what, no, you're good. what view is this? Uh, anybody? So, like, right intra, actually, fast exam. Yeah. It's part of the fast exam, right? So, it's your right upper quadrant. You got that right. Give yourself a little punto. All right, so right over quadrant, right? So what's this? And what's down here? And what's what's the area between the kidney and the liver? Morrison's pouch. And what is this anechoic stuff? Okay, and then this hyperechoic line up here? It would extend up this way. Point up to three, right? And then is, is this <coughs> normal or abnormal? Abnormal. abnormal? And the abnormality is what? Effluent, right? So you had somebody come in, motor vehicle accident, and he's got fluid in his belly. So what are we looking at here? What view is this? Yeah, transverse suprapubic, right? And so anatomy, what are we looking at here? Ladder. I think that's really the only piece of anatomy here that you can really do anything with. Maybe this up here. Uh, no, that's fair, right? And here yeah. goes away. Yeah. It's up here. I think that could be bowel. It might just be fat. Okay. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. The fact that it's it's not really shadowing makes it more likely, I would think, to be fat rather than bowel. Because bowel is going to be full of air usually, and that'll make things harder. Okay. Momentum-ish. Uh, I don't know that you can see the momentum. It's so just thin and it's sheathed over yeah. the intestine. So okay, so normal or abnormal? Abnormal. Yeah. Any thoughts? Actually, yeah. Heterogeneous material. Right. Yeah. So at the very least, you know that, right? It's supposed to be anechoic <laughs> urine, um, but that's not what it looks like. So what do you think happened here? What do you think the diagnosis is? You've got a guy who came in after a car wreck, abdominal pain. He's got free fluid in his abdomen. He needs to urinate, but he can't. Um, and you got this funky looking bladder with heterogeneous material in it. Probably, yeah. So what happened? How'd they get there? Yeah, so you nailed it. So uh, is uh, bladder rupture. So this is an example of how you could use the FAST exam. And granted, you, you may look at this bladder and not really know. You might just miss that it's a bladder. 
because um, it looks so funky, but given where you are with your probe, that's probably what it is. And it looks abnormal. At the very least, you know that it looks abnormal. And at the very minimum, you saw free fluid in the belly after an accident. So that, that is somebody who needs to have surgery, almost certainly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's number one. Any questions about that? For each thing you got right, you get a point. Make sure you keep track. If you don't care about winning, in which case, I don't know what to tell you. Wait, is anatomy one point if you get all of them, or is it one per? So what about for a second view? Three. Just one? For a second view, you said it was only just the bladder, so. Yeah, I think so. Technically, there was a prostate, so if y'all wrote prostate down, you can have it. Um, does that count? You thought that was potentially bad? I think it's possible, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> okay, so just go back one on the page and then go to the second one. Number two, and as soon as your group's done, let me know, and everybody will be done at that time. Right. Is that the left, right? Right. Is that the pulmonary 
get this right. The vowel looks, this vowel looks good. Seniors, while y'all are doing this, I would encourage you to make sure that you're teaching as you're figuring out the answers, pointing things out to your first years and medical students. Right there. Yeah. I just want to see if there's going to be. What was the blocky one on the first image? Was there a left? Right. Which one? It's not such, and this is discordant with this. Show you a picture of this lactic. We got a cross section of the heart, and I'll just show you. And then the Obviously, about four more minutes. And then when you is along the bottom. Now, if you twizzle that, so this is 
So is that the flow track? All right, that's time. Somebody read this. Fifty-two-year-old female presents with complaints of three days a week, kiss, nausea, and vomiting. Guys, chest pain or shortness of breath. Systolic blood pressure seventy-two with pulse one forty-two. Right. Medical students, what are we thinking? Other than what we've talked about. <laughs> <I'm> dying. <laughs> okay. Sidecar is. Yeah. My first thought with your was like, going to be either like heart failure or like some type of abnormal rhythm, like AFib or AFib. Okay. All right. What view is this? Anybody? Or chamber view. Um, do some anatomy. So, this side. So, this is. These are. These are. Ventricles. So, what valve is this? Okay, so normal, abnormal, what's abnormal? Great. There's very little yes. contraction right side of the right. Right side The right side is thicker than the left side. Whoa. That's the major finding. So the right, right, the right side should be about two thirds or less of the left side. And this is giant compared to the left side. So what is what does that indicate to you? That Abigail? I was just saying like fluid overload. Why would it though? But like what what is happening inside the heart that makes it bigger? I mean like uh, cardiomyopathy, dilated cardiomyopathy from uh, stenosis of the pulmonary uh, artery, like a pulmonary hypertension. Like sure, over a long period of time, if it got dilated from fighting against increased pressure, sure. Which does what? Yeah. Yes, so strain. So it increases the pressure on the right side of the heart, right? So then you get a, a ballooned up right side. So if you have a PE, it would get you from the movements of that, potentially. 
right, all this is really telling you is that there's increased pressure on the right side. It's not telling you acute or chronic. It's just saying there's more pressure on that right side. Yeah. Could it also be like ischemic uh, damage, losing conductility of the heart? Yes, but I don't, but that would affect contraction. I don't think that would dilate it. What do we have here? What view? Aristotel short axis. So this is the left bench. And that's still the one to the right. What is this? There's a P sign, which means what? Normally, this looks like a circle. A perfect circle that tracks concentrically. But when the right side pressure increases enough to overpower the left side, it starts pushing against ventricle creating what that's evidence of increased right-sided pressure this i think this is only an acute sign you could have a dilated right ventricle that was acute or chronic d sign in particular i believe is is specifically an acute sign. but right now the right side is overpowering the left All right, so what do you think is going on? Because this is kind of weird, right? The stem doesn't really speak to what's going on with the ultrasound specifically. We thought it was AFib with RVR, and then that could be leading to a heart failure. To a right sided heart failure? Well, it just looked like it was being really fast and irregularly regular. So it could be. I don't know if it's AFib or not. It is fast though, right? It was tachycardic and hypotensive. She's not sort of less likely to Also has increased pressure acutely on the right side. Was we thought that three days ago she had an MI on the right side and now is having having shock. <laughs> 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 Anybody else? It's a it is a PE. Um, and the the thing to thing that I think they want you to learn from this is sometimes, you know, things don't present like they should. And why would you look at this person's heart? What in the stem would make you look at this person's Vitals, right? They're hypotensive and they're tachycardic. You don't know why. I mean, weakness, nausea, and vomiting, patients come to the hospital with that. So non-specific. Who knows what in the world is going on? But because the blood pressure 
is 72. You want to look at the heart. You might end up looking at the lungs or at the legs, um, looking at the IBC. You know, maybe she's just had a GI bug for a week and is super hydrated, hypovolemic shock. Um, but you don't know if you don't look. And so the point of, of this one is you know, she, she would have had a delayed diagnosis and potentially would have died. She had a massive PE. Um, had they not done ultrasound in the ER, they look at the heart, see if they could see something that's going on. Y'all um, looked at this and you, you knew what was wrong. Like you could say right side's bigger than the left. Seems like there's more pressure over there given the PSACs. Um, and so I say that because I want to encourage you, like this is something you can do learned a lot more than maybe you think you have. Uh, and maybe the problem is getting these views on real people or just thinking to do it. But I think there's a, there's a lot of potential here and you have a foundation to be able to do this. I mean, you've never seen a ruptured bladder on ultrasound before, um, but you figured that out and you're figuring this out. Granted, you were thinking PE, but the stem wasn't consistent with PE. So that made you think maybe this ultrasound, they got a CTPE protocol and then found the PE. All right, good. Questions? I think you practically who might really are and someone comes in with this presentation. And they're going to be admitted either way yeah. because they're hypovolemic. I guess I just don't know the threshold for like just do more ultrasound is the takeaway and then practice it because we can learn things. I mean, order everything else you were get anyway. Right. Yes. But while you're waiting for that. While you're waiting for her to get taken away to whatever scan you're going to get, see if you see something. Well, maybe you won't. Maybe it'll be a terrible view. That's fine. But you won't know if you don't try. And if you do try and you do see something and then it is confirmed on the CTPE protocol, and then you go back and looked at, and if you save your clips or your images, like that's going to reinforce, oh, I, I did that. And I, you know, if I do this enough times, I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to be a lot more confident with my diagnosis based off of my ultrasound. And then I'm just going to get things to confirm depending on the culture of the hospital and those sorts of things. I guess from what I'm learning about ultrasound, if you record it, you record the clip, and then you have the CT, then you document that, and when you get the results, you'll be able to charge for this eventually. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Let's do the next one. Number be number seven. It's the third one down. Yeah. 
allow. I'm just curious. I want to go back to the first image. This is. All right, so somebody read the stem. 27 year old male complains of one movement, exertion, fatigue, dry cough, infected fevers, no chest pain. Vitals are 74 with 34, 110 heart rate. Temperature is 99.4, and he's nodding at 92% of room air. And the x-ray for radiology said bilateral pneumonia. All right, medical students. Differential. Nobody wants to say pneumonia. I mean, pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would say no. <laughs> All right. First ultrasound. What view is this? Right. So, what is what is this? What is that? Up here? These floppy things going up this way. And this hyperechoic line here. Oh, very cardy. That's the half of it anyway. So, anatomy there, normal, abnormal, abnormal. Low contractility, decreased ejection fraction. Where are you getting that thought of decreased ejection fraction? That mitral valve is very far from the receptor. So, what distance are you looking for? If you're doing the eyeball test, it's a one centimeter. And just remember, this is a centimeter right here between two dots. Yeah, two or three. <laughs> yeah, we're going up to two to three. Can I call it the LDS? Yeah, low, low, uh, left ventricular systolic dysfunction sign. Yeah. And then more specifically, if you wanted to be more specific in your measurements, what might you do? What might you measure? 
like endnode? Huh? I don't remember the name of it. Endpoint septal separation. The, the end point of systole, right? So when the mitral valve is most open, oh, sorry, that's diastole. Um, when the mitral valve is most open, how close does it get to the septum? And you could measure that via in mode. And 0 0.7, 0 0.8 is your cutoff when you're doing that um, for decreased. So anything else that looks abnormal? That's the big thing. What's the thickness of the ventriculum? Yeah, maybe. I, to me, this strikes me as more dilated than it does hypertrophic. Um, but I don't, I don't have measurements, and so I don't know for sure. So it could be. Dilation of this ventricle is pretty remarkable, as is the size of the left atrium. So it's three or four times the size of the aorta and shrink down to the size of the aorta throughout the contraction. Okay, so um, good. We got that one. of this, what are we looking at? Lung. So what is this right here? here. This hyperechoic line. Yeah, it's the parietal pleural lining where they come together. So um, normal, abnormal. What are you seeing that's abnormal? And are you seeing one B line, lots of B lines, two nearly confluent, right? It's, as you can see it going all the way down. You pretty much don't see, you might, that might be an A line, that might be one, but it's getting obliterated pretty quickly by the number of B lines. You even have one over here. What are B lines suggestive of? And, and be non-specific. Not plural effusion. Fluid, right? So tell what kind of fluid it is. It does indicate that there's probably fluid there. Also have some thickened interstitium which could cause that without fluid. But generally speaking, it's, it's going to be some sort of fluid in the lungs. Now, let's say you have three plus two zones on both sides. What is that typically going to be indicative of? Which pre presents as what in the lungs? Pleural effusions. Pulmonary edema, right? So if you have three B lines in two different lung zones on both sides, pretty high sensitivity and specificity for pulmonary edema, usually from decompensated heart. Is that 
when you're looking at the different lung zones, you yeah. do the two anterior on the back, or how do you do that? Anterior and then mid, which is sort of axillary, and then posterior lateral, which is um, back where you're going to see liver, spleen, diaphragm. So you're, you're kind of here, and then your middle and your lateral. And there's, you, you could also split it up into eight or four on each side where you're doing here, 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 here. But I generally do the three. All right, what are we seeing here? Yeah. So what's this? This is IVC. How do we know it's IVC? Generally speaking, you may not necessarily see it here, but a vein going into it, which is what this is, although you don't see it open up. Well, it, it can look pulsatile because it's right up against the heart and right up against the aorta. So don't, don't rely on pulsatility. The right atrium. Right atrium, right? You should see it connect into the right atrium, which is right in here, and then the hepatic vein. Um, these images are flipped from what we normally do. I don't know if y'all have noticed that, uh, but, but yes. Okay, so normal, abnormal. What's abnormal about it? It's not collapsing. Just generally speaking, it's dilated. It's, it's you know at least three centimeters, and when you go beyond two centimeters, you're you're considered starting out at a dilated point. Okay, so putting it all together, we got this 27 year old who's got these respiratory things and maybe a subjective fever, but is also hypotensive and tachycardic. And then this chest x-ray that shows bilateral pneumonia or that radiology is calling bilateral pneumonia. What do we, what do we think is going on? Yeah, so generally speaking, what will you see in pericarditis specifically? Uh, you would see kind of a right thickened pericardium Generally, you're going to see a fusion. You don't, I don't think you have to have an effusion to be called pericarditis, but generally you will. Um, and so myocarditis is, is the safer bet. But yeah, so um, again, why in the world would you look at this kid's heart? Why would you not just flood him with fluids, give him antibiotics, and stick him in the ICU? Because he's septic shock, clearly. Right. Again, the vitals, right? The vitals, again, once you get practiced and as you're waiting for your stuff to happen, um, put, it, put it on the heart. He's hypotensive. Maybe, maybe he has a PE that's causing his fever. You don't know. Um, he's been sick recently. Maybe there are other things on the physical exam that would make you think that he's volume overloaded. Maybe his legs are swollen. Who knows? But, but take a second to look at the heart, look at the IVC, um, because I mean, if you saw this, 
no longer thinking, oh, I should give them a whole bunch of fluids. <laughs> right? You're thinking, oh, I should put them on, on an iron trope. Do what to call somebody? Yeah, and well, maybe you're in uh, Uga Booga. What they call them. yeah, Uga Booga, where they don't even have legal beds. Any questions about these? So management, if we had to take this patient in, like, uh, of course we're trying to up the blood pressure by a week. Uh, vasopressors or whatever, but will we give fluids? Kind of racing them if they have cardiogenic shock. He's in cardiogenic shock, so I think the first priority would be to get his blood pressure up. Yeah. I think the second priority would be to diarrhea him. But I would be calling a cardiologist uh, somewhere, sometime, and, <laughs> and, and asking. The patient would I see you. Yes, this person would 100% go to the ICU. Yeah. Because he is in cardiogenic shock. This is not septic shock. Maybe if you're not convinced, maybe you do both. Maybe you put them on antibiotics because that makes you feel better until you get blood cultures back and your pro-cal back and whatever. But in addition to that, you see this and you're like, okay, I need to treat the cardiogenic shock while I'm doing all this other stuff. But, but what you're not going to do is, is flood them with cold season. Okay. I'm going to go here. Um, so I got 88%. Yeah, it's a lucky number in China. 88 is 88%. 88. 88. Okay, just we're looking at this image. We want to know what the main finding is. And your options are normal, pericardial effusion, left systolic failure, or RV strain. Okay. Is what? Does everybody see it? I know it's hard to see all of that. <laughs> also, for fun, you can see how the right ventricle are actually. That would be. That would be okay. Anyways, it seems to be collapsing. It's no good. All right, yes, you are correct. This pericardial I'm not going to listen to him talk. Kind of boring. Okay. What do we got here? The heart. Yeah, what view? Mr. Hart. Yeah, good. <laughs> so we got this side, which is and what's in here? Normal, pericardial effusion, left failure, RV strain. Those are your choices. Uh, normal, pericardial effusion, 
LV failure or RV strain? Why is normal. One normal. Fusion. No. I'll go for that. This right here. Yeah. Left failure. RV strain. Who's taking that one, right? How much smaller that is. We had most for LV failure, so that's what we're going to go with. You're correct. So, so why why do you why did you decide on that for those who did? It's big. Especially up here, right? This part is ballooned out. I don't, I don't know enough to know, but I kind of wonder if it's, this could be what? Tubo? And I don't know. Uh, he would probably tell us in the video, but he talks for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, this mitral valve, you know, it's getting pretty close to that septum. So that could be a little bit deceptive, but you got to look at the whole thing, right? Because you can get you get injury in multiple places of the heart. Just because you get injury in one place doesn't mean the whole. So yeah, good. Uh, what would you say? So I was seeing the same thing John saw, like that. Yeah, I think it's probably a fat pad. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not as anechoic as the blood inside. A little bit grayer and fuzzier. Um, <laughs> You would want to look in multiple views to see if you see it anywhere else. It may be more apparently that somewhere else. Yeah. I think I got this one wrong because I put pericardial effusion. I was trying to be smart and be like, oh, they're trying to trick me. No, they're not. It's just. <laughs> Same possible answers, okay? What view do we have? Heart axis, see how circular this is compared to the one we saw before. This is what? Up here. What are we seeing on either side? Capillary muscles. Yeah. So normal, effusion, left systolic failure, RV strain. Going with normal. Okay. Fusion. Left sided failure. RV strain. The rest of you are just unwilling to answer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's normal. So it's, it's a circle and it's closing concentrically. You can learn to eyeball this and say, oh, that's normal. Um, you have just you can generally look at it and say, okay, this is collapsing at least 50-ish plus percent. View is this same thing, right? External short axis. This is this is raggedy looking. <laughs> The same choices. Same choices. <laughs> You're hard on drugs. <laughs> Not a hint. Don't say that. Normal fusion, left failure, right strain. It is contracting. Yeah. Uh, throw me off. Cal yeah. Is this calcified? Like, yeah. It's going normal. Fusion. Sure, <laughs> In here. Yeah. yeah. Right sided failure. Right sided strain. I think I got this one wrong too. I thought it was an infusion. Oh. Sure it's <laughs> it <does. laughs> All right, what view? Four chamber. Four chamber. This is. This Choices normal fusion left failure right strain. Did you just hear yourself? The right side is the left. On the right side of the screen. Go normal. Normals. Fusion. Left failure. Right sided strain. Most people put normal. I believe that's correct. It is hard to tell, right? There's a lot of, um, lot of artifact going on here. Got some air in the way, some lung. 
kind of hard to see the entirety of the right side, but generally speaking, it looks, at the very least, it looks smaller than the left side. Wow. No, if I could get as specific as two thirds, but it looks smaller. And then it's contracting from, from apex to side. Questions about that one? Shout it out. Yeah. So what's that? So what view is this? Yeah. Costal, so typhoid, substernal, however you want to say it. So this side of the heart is, unless he has situs inversus. Okay. And this side is. Anechoic pericardial effusion. Yeah, what's wrong? See how much thicker this muscle is? It's so thick. Say it loud and proud. Yeah, so it's left sided systolic dysfunction, right? Your mitral valve, it's barely moving. Patreon's <laughs> <laughs> feeling a little bloated. <laughs> Why is this bothering your brain? So what is this? What is this? Is ventricle, right? What's wrong with this? Left ventricular systolic dysfunction. So mitral valve here. Not even getting close to that septum. All you need is a centimeter. We're getting a lot more than that, it seems. Same thing, right? Same thing. Have a giant atrium, giant left ventricle. Is that normal, Doctor? Like is that physiologic? That it looks like there's a small pericardial fusion. Um, I think it's hard to tell, but it very well could be a fat pad because again, you, it's kind of hypoechoic as opposed to anechoic. 
you'd want to look at multiple views and see if you see it elsewhere. It was normal, right? Ventricular. Well, fuzzy. Right. So that's my problem. I think you can look at this left side and say that that looks normal. I can't tell if, I can't tell if there's a line right there or if that whole thing is ballooned down. Right. You, you just have an air artifact here. You can't really see it. So I think you could say the left side is normal. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying anything about the right side because you can't see where it ends. Um, I'm saying that it's right heart stream. You're saying it's our right side of strain for that reason? Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to find out. You want to put normal or right heart strain? Can't bang this up. T Rex finger. T -rex. <laughs> <laughs> Sound brings you joy. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> right. This one's not pretty. Again, you just have a lot of air artifact. You can't see it. Normals fusion sided dysfunction, right sided strain. If anything, this left side is hyperdynamic. It's like completely collapsing on itself. Normal or abnormal? Normal. Normal or abnormal? <laughs> What's wrong with it? I check. Yeah. Ventricular failure. It's a stroke. Mm -hmm. 
normal or abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> What's bathing in a bathtub? Everybody see the effusion? <laughs> Just want to make sure. <laughs> So it's 4.30, so I'll be done. Um, I would appreciate feedback on these two different things that I don't think I've used with y'all before. Uh, but what did you feel comfortable, just tell me. I won't be offended. If you don't feel comfortable, you can secretly write it on a note and slip it on my desk. We collect survey. Um, they do online, surveys. Online. I like that. Do a survey. Tell me. Yeah. Nice as a compliment to doing it, like, because I think the actual um, physical practice is important too. So, because we do that and we're all normal, it's nice to do this too, where we can see what's abnormal. It's nice to have the cases with the first part, mm -hmm. and it's nice to have the reps with this part. Repetition, so, yeah. You start recognizing things more quickly the more you see them. Yeah. So, I think this part was right. So I decided to simplify today by not adding in the hands-on. Um, do you think it would be more helpful to add in both? So what I could have done was, here's your case, look at the view, get the view on your person um, and video clips, and then also answer the questions. Um, or do you think it's good to separate it sometimes as well? Because we wouldn't have got through near as much. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think we would have been able to get through all these concepts if we just probably got through like one case or two. As long as we get both experience, I think it's nice to have it separated. Okay. I think it's good to alternate like one week doing the cardiac ultrasounds practice. So you see what it's like, what the views are, and the second time you do it, looking through the pathology, doing it this way so you can actually what happened. And interns, don't worry, you get four hours with me during FMCM. That, yeah. It's all hands on. So they do like three times, so no idea. The hands on would be cool, but you do get that experience to do it. Yeah. Just gonna say, like, we students getting the hands on so you can, like, remember the image, like, how to get that image just like earlier on, and then, oh, I have a bit more, like, basis for why that looks the way it does. So I don't know, just a little more hands on. It's safe within the group, kind of like speaking amongst yourselves. You're not, but also if you have like intergroup kind of competition where there's points matter, like there's some sort of a- Usually the points matter. I'm like a little, like clinic did something to me today. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a little bit lower energy than I normally am. Um, so yes, normally it's much more competitive. Uh, normally matters, yeah. Um, but today, you know. The candy, like the candy for Craig. Bring it. Oh, bring some. Okay, y'all have a good day. Announcement, there's a two for two game night.